She's a super special person, mom, actress. <laughs> you know her from Ugly Betty, Devious Maids, so many other things that she's done. And she's going to hang out with us today. Welcome, Anna. Anna. <laughs> hey, y'all. What's up? <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much. Me too. People that listen, that are going to be listening to this podcast, they want to they wanna get to know you. They want to hear your story because everyone has a story. So mm. just like, let us know. How did it all get started for you? Well, I think, honestly, I'm one of those people, super annoying, but I've never not wanted to do this. I think if I had it to do over, I would have my production company called No Plan B, because (laughs) I honestly never did. I started... being, wanting to be a, a prima ballerina, oh. so I took ballet for eight years and I went on point and after a year of that my toes bleeding through my toe shoes and <laughs> recognizing the the sort of the dedication that being a prima ballerina would mean wasn't really for me and, mm-hmm. and I loved singing so I started singing. I didn't and, know you sang. Yeah, and oh. I went to um, the, perform- the music and art high school in New York for voice, mm-hmm. although at that time it had combined and it was LaGuardia so Mm -hmm. I was there first as a voice major and that wasn't completely fulfilling to me either because I I I didn't write music I didn't it wasn't my passion and then I got turned on to doing theater and musical theater I started in um doing a play called Runaways by Liz Suedos, which if you yes. don't know it, it's amazing. Oh yeah, we might have to hear a little singing. It's incredible. Mm, interesting. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I so I just started there and, you know, sort of, that's really how it went. I went to a university in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, called the University of the Arts, and mm. it was pretty much a conservatory program for theater, and I think that's where I really dug in and got your solid foundation I did I got both my union cards my SAG and my equity card what was your first job my first paying job (laughs) I it was at um it was at it was in Philadelphia it was it was an equity production of the Cuban swimmer and um it was god I want to say the I can't think of the name of the theater. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. But that was my first sort of paid gig and I got my equity card and I felt like... You're so cool. I'm just, I'm, I'm real. This is it. I'll be famous in no time. And, you know, as you know, there's always then the great lag in between jobs. Because there's, and we're going to talk about your career, but there's, for all actors listening, there's cycles. So, oh yeah. So, but how many years were you involved in this industry before you got Ugly Betty? Was that one of the bigger oh my jobs gosh. for you that was... I think Ugly Betty was the sort of the catalyst for yes. me. I mean, up until then I was doing guest stars and I had done some, I had done some um, shows, like I did one show for NBC, a sitcom that got canceled after, you know, six episodes and some pilots. I had done, oh, I did a sitcom for NBC also um, with Kristen Chenoweth, oh. which was a lot of fun. Um, but again, it got canceled, I think after four. <laughs> and so happens. it does, it happens Quite a lot, yes. and so I think Ugly Betty for me was was um, the first really big major thing. Let me ask you something: When you auditioned for that show, did you feel like it was yours? Did you feel like 
What specifically did you feel like you did in that audition that made them hire you? That's such a good question because I actually went into the first audition. This was one of those shows where if you're... For every Latin actress, we every single one of us went in for Betty. I mean, every single, all of my friends, we, you know, whether you were right for it or wrong for it. And um, I went and auditioned for Betty first, knowing that I wasn't perfect for it, but it was such a great script and Selma Hayek. And, um, and then that's when I got a callback for the sister. When the sister was first conceived, she was married, pregnant. She was shopping for a minivan. Um, and I really, I, I knew this character. You she was it. a New Yorker. She was Latin. She was a big sister. She was just really struggling to make ends meet. She was a single mom. Uh, you know, um, well, she, later on she became a single mom. Right. But, uh, but I, I knew it was... A, so did you about, feel it soulfully? Like when you went in, you're like, this is mine. This is mine. You felt it. I did. Yeah. But that being said, I felt that way about many parts that okay, I didn't fine. get. Okay, well, that's, see, but that's right. Exactly. <laughs> but going in, how many times did you have to go back in before you tested? I think we probably had... I probably had the two, three callbacks. Uh, two callbacks and, and then testing. Let me just interject one thing. For those viewers that are... People that are listening that don't know the process, there is a first read. There's usually... For a, you know, for um, a guest spot, there's usually one callback, and then you book it. But for a series regular, it's a whole much. It's again and, again and again and again. Test was um, the woman that I was testing against was against was terrific and super talented, and and she had such a you know she's beautiful and um, it is it's what you were talking about before about being that sort of um, courteously aggressive, mm -hmm. where I just. I definitely took a different tact with Hilda, which is the character's name, than I think most other people did, and I. So you made it different, I, and you booked the job. I did, That's and I key. and I and I trusted that mm -hmm. this is who I thought this character was, mm -hmm. and a lot of times I think I've made the mistake of not trusting myself, and then going what I thought they wanted as opposed to what I thought the character wanted. Um, and this time I was like, I'm going for what the character, and I, you know, what you believe the character, what I believe the character, which everyone should always do. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And that was a, that was a lesson that unfortunately I think I'm still learning sometimes it's because okay. I still go in there and you know, you want to please as opposed to, you know, please the producers or whoever is in there as opposed but try to, not to do that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a hard lesson, but you, it is. you get it. And even though Anna has been on so many shows and has done so well in her career, you do still like other actors, have the ups of the cycle and the downs of the cycle, oh, yes? Yeah. You've seen me through all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you really have. I mean, how many times have I come in here and you just take a look at me? I mean, you're very... You're sort of an empath that way anyway, Thank but I, I have walked in and thinking I'm covering. <laughs> and you look, what what's going on? And then the tears, ah, I'm never going to work again. She's super transparent right now. <laughs> super, super. Because all actors, whether you're working or not acting, yeah. I mean, not working, you're vulnerable people and that's yeah. your power. Yeah. So yeah. it's great to feel. That's why you're artists. And that's one thing that's, it's sometimes though you need someone who understands, you know, that's why I think you're so invaluable as, as not only as a coach and a so friend, nice. but it's true. No, I, I truly, truly mean this. I mean, I have been in some black areas and that you can walk into a room and, and those people are like sharks. They can mm -hmm. smell fear, mm -hmm. like sharks can smell blood, you know, and it's, and I think it does affect you. So you have to sort of 
snap out of it, even if it's just for that 15 minutes that you're in the room, you, you know, you, you do. I always tell people that they should compartmentalize their life. Mm-hmm. So the minute you leave the doors of your home, and you keep it there, you keep everything there, yeah. and then core up, come into your auditions and tell your story, beginning, middle, and end, with all your yeah. stuff, and then go home and deal That's right. with your issues. I like core up. Core up. I like that. Mm-hmm. I do. Because if you do core up physically yeah. right now, if everyone's listening, yeah. core up. If you lift your body up, then your heart muscle lifts up yeah. and your soul, it actually opens up the sparkle of your heart. Yeah. And, that and makes it actually makes you feel more powerful. A lot of sense to me. Tell us about being a mom and kids and family and navigating through the crazy. You know, I think my, having my kids, it's the best, you know, yeah, it's, it's the most amazing, but it is a struggle and I'm lucky that I have a partner who's incredibly supportive and, and, and there a lot. It's hard because we travel a lot. Now more than ever, work is taking you to all sorts of places. I've worked in Atlanta for four years with Devious and that was really difficult on the family, really difficult on the kids. Um, and ultimately, I mean, they came with me for the first two seasons, but ultimately they had to sort of you know, stay in LA. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's it's super hard. You feel like a bad parent, a bad wife. Um, uh, but that being said, what I always say to my kids is like, I love my job. I love what I do. It makes me so happy. And, and I think that that lesson has really made an impact on them. And I think that they get how much I enjoy what well, I do. If you love it, they're going to love it for you. Yeah, and I and they get it. And they, they get to meet the people I work with. We're not an insular. That's wonderful thing about being an actor is that you do sort of become a little tribe with each each situation you walk into, hopefully. I mean, if you're, you know, I think more often than not, that's the experience. Well, I think the success <clears> of the <throat> show is revealed from the camaraderie in the cast. I agree, yeah. So if it's there... <clears throat> And then it can lead on because it always yeah it parlays itself. So that leads me to my next question: Do you have you stayed close to your fellow castmates from Ugly Betty, from Devious? I I mean, Tell Ugly us. Betty was such a such an incredible experience for all of us, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. America was a what twenty three when she started, Amazing. maybe you know and. She really led that cast with the heart and soul and brains and passion that I think we all just sort of glommed on to one another. None of us had really been through an experience like that. I mean, right away we were at the Golden Globes, we were at the SAGs. That doesn't happen a lot. Um, so needless to say, we are all very close. America is the godmother of my son. Oh, I've seen Mark and Delicato, who played my son, uh, Pretty much every day. <laughs> I'll be seeing Tony Plana tomorrow. Um, I just spoke to Becky. Yeah, yes. To, to put it mildly, we are all kind of obsessed with each other. <laughs> um, it, you know, well, it's so a, special. It is special. And I think we and all does, recognize that. Being on a show for so many years in a row, it does create a family. Definitely. Outside you, the family. You, one would hope. I mean, you hear the stories, but mm-hmm. I've been really lucky because Devious was the same. And that was a lot. It was four, five Latin women. We were mm. all pretty alpha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, we definitely went through ups and downs together. Mm-hmm. But I think that only made us stronger. And we've all been through this business yeah. enough to know that, like, wait a minute. We mm-hmm. shouldn't be at each other's throats. We should be united. And, and when we figured that out, which took us no time at all, really, right. um, we were stronger than ever. And I yeah. still consider them my sisters. That's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So what is your preparation when you're breaking down a script? Do you work for hours upon hours? Do you have to be off script before you go in? 
Do you push audition times if you don't feel prepared? Do you take care of yourself in every capacity? I, I don't. I should. I, you know, I, I aspire to that. And I think, having, I think having a coach has been a game changer for me. I think, no, really, I, I, I think going in blind a lot. Um, what's wonderful to me, I think, about coaching with you is, is that I can go in there and feel really confident. You know, I have choices. I have ideas. Do I work? I work on my script. For the first audition, I'll I'll read it. I'll work on it. I'm not going to throw myself unless it's something that I really like. You know, like I want this. I'm going to take it to to where I can. You know, where I can. But when you look at it, do you like do broad strokes and get an idea? Do you really take that magnifying glass and go inward and go every single line and having thoughts and structure? Or is it just an essence? I think it starts off as broad strokes. Honestly, I do. You know whether that is good or not. Um, but when I am able to come in um, and work on it with you, then we can. I, I don't do it line by line. I think I do it beat to beat. Okay, I think fine. I do it um, action to action, emotion to emotion. There's so many hard auditions where you have to be like in a fight or holding a gun. And I honestly like the technical aspect of that is what freaks me out and scares me. And you've really been able to Well, because I sculpted physically. Yeah. The physical behavior in your auditions helps sculpt the emotional drive. Mm -hmm. It just does. I think anything like that for me, um, working by myself has is challenging sometimes, especially with kids and husband at home and you know, juggling a lot. I don't have as much time as I used to Mm -hmm. to sort of spend that time Mm -hmm. on the script. So um so it's, it's great to have an hour to work with somebody and, and get that done. But honestly, I'll spend like that hour is my time to work on it. And, yeah. and I, don't, I don't carry it into the rest of my life as much as I should. Now, once I have a job, mm-hmm. that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Then I really start to work on the character and break it down. Or like a test, you know, testing or, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, Knowing it inside and out. Exactly. Or if it's the second callback, then I really want to know it I try to be always off book for auditions even if it's the first but I always hold my paper never not that's good for everyone to hear please yes because it's your protection 100% they don't expect you to be off off book and I find at least from what I've heard they get irritated when you don't know the lines more than if you're just looking at the paper quickly and glance at right, it. Because if you pause to be thinking about yeah. your line, it's nowhere in the universe, it's not in your hand, then, yeah. you're, then you're out of character. And you get to a point in auditioning, and, and I'm certainly there, where you know the drill, right? This, this is not the first time at the rodeo. So you, you, you can look at the paper and, and not freak out. Whereas I think before, I'd be like, if I don't have it memorized, they're going to judge me. And right. They don't. Right. They don't. They're really, if they're worth their salt... They're looking at you as an actor, and they're not looking at you because you didn't memorize one line. I agree, one hundred percent. Who would you be, and are you starstruck by anybody? Oh my gosh! Ah. There's so many. I think. Um, well, I met Rita Moreno, so that was like I was like, oh my gosh, you're the reason I'm acting. Um, and she was really kind and generous. I think, you know, it's funny. When I first met Vanessa Williams, actually, on Betty... You got a little starstruck. I was completely starstruck. <laughs> because she's sort of this, you know... You know, she has sort of an intimidating presence, but she's the warmest and kindest human. I think I would be starstruck by... I really like funny ladies, like Amy Poehler and mm-hmm. Tina Fey and these women who are, like, out there not only just doing, like, you know 
living their best life, but they're pr- producing stuff for, for really funny actors and really funny women and sort of being powerful. Because in that guess way. what? If you can do comedy, you, you can, can do, do drama. anything. Yeah. If you can do drama, you might not be able to do comedy. Man, truer words. It's so it true. It's so true. I know. I'm partial to the comedians myself. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, being Puerto Rican, if I met Jennifer Lopez, I'd probably plot. <laughs> Let's hey, conjure up. You know, I'm big on the visualization. I conjure up. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I don't know. So what do you do? Because as actors, actors, actresses, you are doing sales and you're doing artistry. Mm-hmm. So in your sales, you have to be in the best physical shape, and you know I'm big upon that. Uh-huh. Um, and being healthy and eating healthy and taking care of yourself. What do you do for you? I am like you. For me. A workout is not only keeping me physically healthy, but it's for my brain. I mean, mm-hmm. if I don't work out um, and get a good sweat on, even if it's just walking, even if it's just taking a hike, or you know, we're we're blessed to live in LA, mm-hmm. so we can do these hikes like no problem. Um, but it really gets me out of my head. I get to be such. Uh, I get so wrapped up in my brain, and I think physical acting, sweating it out, punching, kicking, running, whatever it is for you, do it. <laughs> Do it because it's it's and also not for nothing, but I feel, I feel better when I look better, and and that's just call it what you will, but that's just that's just the way. But I when you feel better, you look better. That's I, exactly. So and it I, goes I, both ways. I do ways. tell all my clients, it doesn't matter what size body type you no. are, as long as you are taking care of that body type. Exactly. And putting the right things into it. I couldn't agree. And I, so for me, it's like I I use workouts not only as a physical builder but as like a mind sort of therapy yeah sort of my meditation sometimes what is something about you that nobody really knows do you have any secret that you can tell anything (laughs) I don't you have a lot of secrets I mean I am a tv junkie like there's (laughs) it's kind of embarrassing because I know everybody's like I don't watch tv but I I love it I watch it dig it it's my jam <laughs> um i'm half irish i think a lot of people don't know that oh. um, what's your favorite show then what's your secret show that you like to oh, binge on god you know, well gosh let's see i, I well rupaul's drag race is okay, that's, right in my opinion that's a secret <laughs> it's the best show on television <laughs> if you like to be happy if you enjoy joy and love and light then you do yourself a favor um, it's something I need for my, for my mental health right now. Watching, I'm watching way too much news to be... I know, you've got to uplift with some comedy. You can't. You exactly. Just gotta. But I, I love, there's actually a couple of new shows. I don't know that I'm obsessed with them, but I've been watching them. It's a show called Champions, which is Mindy Kaling's new oh. show, and I love it. These, these like half-hour um, single-camera comedies, mm-hmm. I think they're really Cause they're darker. doing well. Yeah, yeah they are. They're grounded in truth. Yeah. And that's the only way to make comedy funny. And it's a lot more diverse. There's a lot more people. And I don't mean even just color-wise, but like age-wise, sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. Like there's just, that's what I want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So tell us what is one thing you would tell everybody out there to strive to do in their career, to keep going, to hold on to what, what's some advice you can give them before we finish our talk today? You know, I would think I. It's funny because a friend of mine who's very who's young and is sort of going through this right now. He's twenty three and he's like, I didn't book anything this season and it's hard, you know. And and I was like, well, this is this is when 
it matters. Like this is when you bone up. This is when you core up, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like there's so many peaks and valleys. And it's like if we were all living and, and some people have it where it's like you, you start off and your life is smooth sailing and more power to you. But the majority of us majority has to work hard. Has to work really hard and hustle really hard. And and when you hustle super hard and you work really hard and you don't get anything, it can be so demoralizing and it can be disheartening. Disheartening. And you take it personally because our our livelihood is based upon us. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not a paper we wrote or or a song we wrote. It is literally our body, our physical Mm -hmm. self. So it's hard not to take it personally, and I think... So what do you do not to? What, what I do, do I, I think, well, I have you. I, I think working, and honestly, I think staying in in a class, um, mm-hmm. trying to work out as much as you can. Um, Surrounding yourself with a group of people that make you rise up. Yeah, I mean, what I do, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that I have you, and I know if people are listening in other parts of the country, there are, you know, classes you can get into. Do a play. Um... Uh, we Skype here too. See, <laughs> um, oh, and and I, and I and I I surround myself with friends who also are um, going to help lift too. Yes. There's so many negatrons and there's so many people who are like, you know, like I'm not allowed to complain because I've worked. Like, well, you had a job. I mean, you, my God, you you know, and people get on you because I'm not allowed to complain because I worked, and it's just unfair. So you want to surround yourself with people who are like, I know, girl, it sucks. You know what I mean? It's but, but this they is just you and but they, they understand. You. And this is just a, a moment in time. I think what yes. also helps me is like life is long. It's short, but it's also long. And mm-hmm. if you be if you you taught me, stay present. Mm-hmm. Stay present. And this moment is what we have and like instead of m- m- sitting in misery and 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 um self-doubt recognize it say hello I see you but you got to go now self-doubt and I'm going to enjoy this beautiful day because this is the Wednesday that I've got or this is whatever day it is you know agreed yeah so three things you're saying and work out work out (laughs) study yeah the craft yeah Stay positive stay don't let it that's four things now don't take it personally yeah rise up yeah Cora, I Cora, love that. Baby. That is my jam. Thank you so much for I love you, today. girl. Anytime. I love it. I love you too. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.